Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Oh, 
I'm jacking on you. I'm jacking on you. And if we get the fight, then I'm cocking on you. I'm cocking on you. You catch me at your local party, yes, I crack it every day. Haters getting mad, cause I got me some baby names. Soldier boy, I've been it. When I hear Soldier Boy during the holidays, it it uh, it warms my heart. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that is the third day in a row of a different mashup of All I Want for Christmas is You, Miss Mariah Carey. By the way, that really is the perfect holiday song, right? Like the perfect, because it it is so joyous. It is so damn joyous. And I love the thought of in December is the time where Mariah Carey makes her yearly nut you know, she's like, well, time to time to take care of the kids for the entire year. Like she can rest. The, she doesn't, but she could rest the rest of the year and just live off this one song for the rest of her life. Hat is hats off. You know what I'd love to do? I always talk about this. I'd love. Oh, by the way, so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. What's up? It's Wednesday. This is your Wednesday episode. Halfway through the week. I think it's Wednesday. Who knows? It's the holidays. Time does not exist anymore. Um. I God, I, I always said I would love to just DJ with you guys or have you there, like, or just talk through, because I have so many favorite holiday songs. Like, I love the the Bruce Springsteen song. Um, there is, like, this great, it's like a, the live song of uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and Clarence Clemens is playing the saxophone, and it's just, there's this one part I remember as a kid, my dad playing it in the radio, and it just always made me so happy. And Tom Petty has a great Christmas song a lot of people don't know about, is, um, uh, it's Christmas again, celebrate, uh, this is already off the rails. Um, so many great Christmas songs out there, and now I'm trying to, like, you know what? Maybe on my drive home tomorrow, I will just strictly listen to Christmas songs 
and uh, and see what that does for me. I don't know. That uh, yeah, that's it. You know, Christmas. You need. I was talking to my friend today, and we were talking. We were just like. You know, we know it's the holidays, we know it's here and it's all, but at the same time, you've got to have those moments where you feel it. And I don't know if I feel it yet, and I want to feel it so badly. Also, if you just took this audio right here about me wanting to feel it so badly, I could probably get arrested. Yeah, this dude just says he wants to feel it, he wants to feel it real badly. Oh, God. Um, How are you guys doing? Are you as stressed as I am? Like, I was supposed to drive to Arizona tonight and I just was too tired. I had to wake up early for a meeting. By the way, good news. I think your boy signed with a manager. So expect big things in 2022. So bad it's good. Coming at you. It was so nice. We were talking about 2022 goals and I was talking to Sandra the other day about 2022 goals and, and Meditza Lopez, our little team here at So Bad It's Good. And um, there's so much excitement, so much, so many exciting opportunities if I can just get my shit together. That is the one thing we need to do, folks. Uh, I reminded you this yesterday. If you guys do listen on Spotify, they just started reviews. You don't even have to write words. You can just click uh, five stars. So if you do listen on Spotify, do me a favor. Do that. It really does help. Um, you know, this is, this is still kind of like a a very independent organization and I kind of have to shout it from the rooftops that we exist over here and I'm not the best at shouting. I'm loud, but I'm not the best at shouting off the rooftops or tooting my own horn, but I do believe in this. I believe in what we do and it's especially important to say at the end of the year. Um, today, so I was initially, I have a, a guest from below deck and he was great. But I'm going to save that for Thursday because I was like, I did the second interview and the second interview was a longer and it was just, it, it actually made me in a really good mood. Not that the first wasn't great. It was, but it's just different. And that interview was 30 minutes. So that'll be on Thursday and I'll be able to do more news stories and kind of chat with you guys and maybe Bill and Becky Bailey. My parents will make an appearance. But today we have Joe De La Rosa back uh, on the podcast today and Joe was on the first couple of seasons of Real Housewives of Orange County. She has been on this podcast before and she was great, but I asked her to watch the first couple episodes of this season of Real Housewives of Orange County, and she has not seen, I mean, she knows like little pieces here and there, but has not watched this reality show since she was on it. And I got to get her like reactions to it. And we get to talk about all the other stuff she's doing because she's doing like a beauty blog in, uh, she's launching in the end of January, which sounds amazing. She's got her YouTube channel. She just got engaged and she's just awesome. Has a great sense of humor, completely not affected. And there's not like a thirst level about Joe, which I love. And those are the people that I want to make sure really succeed because they're just dang genuine and they seem like they get how things work. But she had a really amazing she had like surprisingly strong opinions and reactions to these episodes of Real Housewives of Orange County that she watched. And I was like, oh my God, Real Housewives of Orange County airs on Wednesday night. So perfect. This is your Wednesday episode. And then tonight you can go watch Real Housewives of Orange County because she hasn't seen the fourth episode. Neither have I. And it'll get you all primed for that. And then Friday I'll be doing my solo recap of OC because I'm loving OC. I saw my buddy Christian Gray Snow said he didn't like OC this season. I'm like, Christian, what is it? Christian, what's your problem, man? Like, what? Are you kidding me? Are you just because Vic, just because they don't want Vicky Gunvalson anymore, Christian has to shit on it. I know, by the way, I know that's what it is. 
It's because Vicky and Tamara aren't there, so Christian wants to destroy it. And Christian, we're not going to let you destroy it. That is a so bad it's good promise to your podcast, a slut pig promise. We're doing podcasting wars right now. And yes, Salt Lake is great, but Salt Lake, you guys, is only getting 0.687 in the ratings. That means 650,000 to 700,000 people are viewing Salt Lake. And Salt Lake is having a great season, but it just doesn't seem to be connecting the way yet that it is connecting for me. And uh, I put that up in my Instagram stories and a lot of people responded and people were like, well, I'm not there for Heather's story about, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, escaping her family from Mormonism. It's too slow. And there was all these reasons. And I always think that's fascinating because it just shows like we can all have our different opinions. Like that's, it's the best thing to all have different opinions. But to me, it is so clearly good and such a, not a gift because duh, we have to watch it. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's free. It's not a gift, but, um, I just think they're having an amazing season, yet the ratings are not good. And it it reminded me of like Real Housewives of Miami or even Potomac in the early seasons where Potomac just in the past two seasons got great ratings. But as we know, Potomac's been good for like four seasons. So sometimes, you know, we're just in the second season of Salt Lake. But I get nervous because Real Housewives of Miami in its original iteration only lasted three seasons before it moved over to Peacock. Remember, new episode on Thursday streaming on Peacock. And, um, you know, these things, I get scared. Like, they canceled Dallas, you guys. They can cancel Salt Lake. If we don't tune in, I know I'm, I'm you know, I know I'm probably worrying for nothing, but that's, I'm, I'm a nervous Nelly, as they say in the podcasting business. I'm the bad boy of podcasting, but I'm also a nervous Nelly. And that's called having range, folks. That, I contain multitudes within me. Now, uh, I was complaining and yelling at the top of my lungs yesterday um, because I was so damn tired of these Beverly Hills rumors. But today, folks, we we got something very, very amazing. We got something just, I needed this personally. My soul needed this. We got confirmation Sutton Strack is returning for Beverly Hills Season 12. Um, we did get announcement of some new cast members. Uh, nobody is leaving. Kathy Hilton is back as a friend because obviously she is coming in the very end of the season. But our new cast members, folks, are Diana Jenkins and Sheree Zampino. Is it Sheree or Sheree? She by Sheree. That's the only Sheree I recognize. So we'll go Sheree. Um, so they're going to be, um, supposedly housewives in the return of the 12th 12th season. Uh, It says the two newbies will star alongside the entire season 11 cast. Um, Kathy will retain her friend of status and Cherie, an artist, entrepreneur, and Will Smith's ex-wife will join in the same capacity. Okay, so Cherie is only a friend of. Now, remember, we met Cherie on Garcelle's first season. And I believe I even mentioned probably everybody did of like, wow, why isn't she a friend of? Wouldn't you love a little Will Smith connection without actually having to having it be Jada Pinkett Smith? <laughs> you know, in 2022, I just I'm asking for Jada Pinkett and Will Smith to stop. Just stop. I don't need to know anything about your wacky lives. I just know you're dang good actors. But by, oh, by the way, you guys, I watched King Richard on HBO Max the other day. Dude, Will Smith gives the performance of a lifetime. 
He, uh, it's the, the true story of the father who, uh, who raised Serena, um, the, the, the Serena and Venus Williams. And it is, his performance is incredible. Like he's going to be nominated for an Oscar. He'll probably win. Who knows? But I was just thinking about, I was driving the other day. I was thinking about this because it really inspired me. Um, it's a great message, uh, as a movie, you know, of like, you know, working hard, following your dreams, all of that stuff. But also where we saw Will Smith, where he started as an actor, the first episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, his NBC sitcom, you can see in certain scenes, he will mouth the lines of his co-stars, you know? Like, you'll see him mouth their lines because he's so green. Like, he was just a rapper at that point. Fresh DJ Fresh Prince and uh, Jazzy Jeff, you know? Jazzy Jeff and DJ... I don't... So long ago now. Do you guys remember that? Parents don't just understand the rap. And they also had a rap called Nightmare on My Street about Freddy Krueger. Amazing stuff. Now that should be a holiday song. But um, he then got into acting and he wasn't good. He was charming. He had personality oodles, you know. He is probably our original TikTok star. He has that kind of Jake Paul energy, if you will. Logan Paul energy. But he wasn't good. He wasn't a good actor. Just had charm. Um, but then he busted his ass and he got better and better. And I remember the first movie that he really stuck out uh, to me was a movie based on a play called Six Degrees of Separation with Stalker Channing, Donald Sutherland, and uh, he killed it. In fact, Will Smith came out later in his autobiography saying he fell in love with Stalker Channing during that movie, like had the biggest crush on her ever, which is just wild. Stalker Channing, of course, you guys, played Rizzo in the movie version of Grease. Um, with John Travolta. We are going all over the pop culture map today, aren't we, folks? But uh, what I love about that is that it shows that skill level. To, to look at what he did in Fresh Prince in the very, very beginning to where he is now, you would never have been able to connect those dots of like, how do you get from that to that? And yet he did it. And that's, I really love that because sometimes, you know, people don't realize that acting, good acting can be a skill. And that's what excited me about watching that King Richard movie. It was, and then I was kind of like, then I was thinking like trying to bring it back to Bravo. And I was like, is Meredith Marks kind of like a King Richard type is, you know, she's like, Brooks, Brooks, come on. Yeah. I love that. You know, design those clothes, Brooks, design those clothes. I'm still thinking about that little doodle. Um, last week's, uh, this Sunday's episode opened with Brooks drawing his own face and, um, not great. Not great. I mean, very angular, like Brooke's face is. But Meredith was like, he was like, look, mom, it's my face. And she was like, oh, yes, honey. Yes. And very encouraging. So kind of reminded me of Will Smith in that movie, Meredith Marks. Uh, so, OK, so we have those two. Um, so Sheree, Sheree or Sheree, friend of status. And now, meanwhile, Diana will be a full time housewife. She's the mother of three, the founder, chair and CEO of lifestyle drink company Neurobrands. Any drink company that has N-E-U-R-O, Neuro in, I worry about. As well as a passionate philanthropist and activist in the past 20 years alone. Diana's established several advocacy programs and organizations, including UCLA's Sinella Diana Jenkins Human Rights Project and the Jenkins Penn Haitian Relief Organization, the latter of which she formed with actor Sean Penn. Oh my God, could you imagine a Sean Penn cameo? Like Erica Jane, like, Sean, shut up, Sean. I'm a better actor than you can be any day. Look at me, Sean. Look at my life. Look at me, Sean. 
Oh, Sean. Um, Diana has also been recognized by the Elton John AIDS Foundation and named one of the world's top three justice innovations by the Hague Institute for the Internationalization of Law, whatever that means, folks. So it's safe to say she's the real deal, E! News says. As the new housewife herself said, human rights is a basic right, and we all have to do whatever we can to help those in need. Folks, if we have to listen to any of these ladies, like, I love human rights. <laughs> I love it. Me and Harry, we get boiling easy, and we talk human rights. <laughs> Uh, like Diana, Cherie is also a business owner. Among the many brands that exist under the umbrella of Cherie Elizabeth, Inc. is a thing called Whoop Ash. Whoop Ash, A-S-H. Her recently relaunched skincare business. Folks, we need to stop with the skincare. I feel like we've, we've have it all at this point. If it, hey, if we haven't discovered it at this point for your skin, we just have to live with the skin products that we have. Uh, she's also the mother to a 29-year-old son, Trey Smith, whom she shares with Will. Now, Will, remember, Trey Smith is another fascinating one for children of the 90s. Trey was Will Smith's son that when he was in Men in Black, um, they were doing rap videos together of like the just the two of like the just the two of us. He was in the Men in Black music video. And Trey was, this was before Jada, uh, this was before Willow and Jaden Smith. So Trey was like the only Smith and we grew up with him as Will Smith's kid and Will Smith put him in like all his music videos until Willow and Jaden came and started being weird. Um, uh, Which, by the way, I love Willow's new song, actually. There's no premiere date in sight for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 12. And while several cast members have made headlines throughout the past couple of months, you never know what sort of drama the Beverly Hills ladies will get themselves into. Uh, that is, uh, E! News reporting. So, also, this is an important piece of information. I believe that, uh, Diana will be introduced as Lisa Rinna's friend. So, if we know, if we're, if we study history, and we do here at So Bad It's Good, is if you study history, you know, Diana, run! Run! If you're Lisa Rinna's friend, run! She will destroy you! She destroys people she calls her friend! You will be horrified this season she is not your friend diana diana look at me i'm trying to save your human rights run run you know what pull her wig knock it off her and just run run like she is no good diana and you're gonna find out this season and i hope it's not too painful for you so exciting beverly news here and this i hate i hate to do this i hate to end today with a sad a sad story but, um, and God, and this is what kills me, man. You know, when they do this kind of stuff so close to the holidays, it's like, are you thinking about us? You know? So, um, so this is hard, you know, we've all, but, uh, Camelot has fallen, folks. Jason Oppenheim, Chriselle Staus from the show Selling Sunset have split. They announced today that they have split. And it is breaking my heart, folks. Why? We had it all. We had it all. What did we do? Did we not? What did we do? He was so tiny. She was so 
It was just so cute. No, for real though, idiotic. By the way, this I didn't buy this relationship to begin with, and also this is sort of a weird time to put out this press release on the twenty first of December. And the fifth season hasn't even come out where the fifth season revolves around their relationship. So we already know how their relationship ends. Poor planning on the production of Selling Sunset, by the way. They should have forced them to stay together if this was real at all. Um, So People uh, reports Jason. Jason released a statement because why wouldn't you? You know, by the way, if any of us normie people, normal people, if us normies, if we break up during the holidays, please I would love for you to give me your statement so I can read on uh, So Bad It's Good. You know what? Statements shouldn't just be for famous people or semi-famous reality stars. And by the way, I feel like with reality stars, we need to we need to find a different word than stars or famous. Like, I feel like we should just call them like reality people. Like, because I don't, I don't, I, th- I think we got to be careful about the word fame anymore. Like, we have to be really precious with that word because we're giving the word fame and famous to everybody. Everybody, TikTokers, YouTubers, you know, very few people I feel like actually deserve to be famous for an actual skill. And I find that interesting. So Jason Oppenheim, Oppenheim made a statement uh, that people shared with us. He shared this on his Instagram story, which is really the place to go. He says, while Chrishell and I are no longer together, we remain best friends and we will always love and support one another, he wrote. And then he continues, she was the most amazing girlfriend I've ever had. <laughs> and, and it, okay, okay. And it was the happiest and most fulfilling relationship. What do you think he says next, next folks? Of my life. Of my life. This man is in his 40s and he said, Chriselle, a relationship that has lasted six months of his life, which shows you these rich people have not experienced a lot of life. He added that he and Staus have different wants regarding a family. Guessing she didn't want one. Um, But they continue to have the utmost respect for one another, which is interesting too. What an interesting line because when you break up with somebody, is it... It's, I feel like she broke up with him and then she he took it well and she goes, wow, I really have respect for you that you took it that well. You know, like utmost respect. What a weird, like I'm going to break up with you. We're going to remain totally best friends. You're the best friend I've ever had. Have the most respect for you. But I also do not want to have your penis inside me. Is that what that is? Like, is that, what, what are we saying here? Let's break. And then she, then guys, it doesn't end there. Chriselle is an exceptional human being and loving her and having her in my life is one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Jason, if you are in trouble, will you blink? Will you let us know? This feels like I cry for help. My God. Like, dude, dude, dude. While Chriselle and I are no longer together, we remain best friends and we will always love and support one another. Also, let her be the judge if she's always going to love you. She was the most amazing girlfriend I've ever had. Remember, he previously dated Mary Fitzgerald, the other star of Selling Sunset, who's now with the lettuce guy, the guy named Romaine. And um, 
And it was the happiest and most fulfilling relationship of my life. While we have different wants regarding a family, we continue to have the utmost respect for one another. Chrishell is an exceptional human being, and loving her and having her in my life is one of the best things that ever happened to me. She is better than backsplashes on a kitchen counter. She is better than an open, air-spaced floor design. She is better. Like, my God, man. I mean, that's a lot, right? Am I... Uh, The article continues, the end of their relationship comes just five months after they went public. Oppenheim owns the Los Angeles real estate firm, the Oppenheim Group. Um, They confirmed they were dating back in July. A month later, Stouts told E! News that the pair had actually begun their romantic relationship a couple of months prior to the announcement. Um, So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Would really love to hear more about this, but... I do have this information. Mary Fitzgerald posted on her Instagram two days ago that they just wrapped that day season five of Selling Sunset. So if I'm a gambling man, and I am, bad boy of podcasting, I'll play the penny slots all day and night. I don't even care. I think this is how they end the season, is that it's in the office and they're looking at each other and they've had fights throughout the season and then they're like, it's just not working. No, you're right. Hey, Chriselle, I have the utmost respect for you. And she's like, no, I have the utmost respect for you. And, he, and then he's like, you are the most amazing girlfriend I've ever had in my life. And then Chriselle's like, uh, really? That's weird. Um, even Mary? And Mary's like in the background. She's like, even me? And then everybody like clacks away on their keyboards, like pretending to work. And then uh, he's like, I got to go. And then she's like, no, you own this place. It's called the Oppenheim Group. Maybe I better go. And then all of a sudden we get this sweeping music like they do of like hearts are breaking on Sunset Boulevard. Hearts are breaking. What happens when you have the utmost respect for your partner that you've been in a relationship that might be fake for eight months? Da, 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 da. And then we see like Chriselle like walking out and she's like slowly picking herself back up and we see her building herself up. And then the music crescendos and it's like, but you still go girl, cause you got girl power, girl boss. And then the season ends. That's exactly how it's going to go. If that, if that does not go that way, I'm going to quit podcasting. That is exactly how it's going to go. So really that is hard news to get right before Christmas. And if I had one Christmas wish, it would be for all the children of the world to uh, join hands and sing a song of hope and peace for 2022. So that is definitely my one wish. But if I had two Christmas wishes, I would wish for Chriselle and Jason to get back together. Of course, the first would still be the children of the world uniting hands, uh, singing a song of love and peace for 2022. But the second would definitely be Chriselle and Jason. Now, now if I had a third Christmas wish, uh, you know, the crap about the kids, definitely. Rochelle and Jason, you got to do that. And then I think the third, you got to do something for me. You know, you got to look out for yourself. I've already let two wishes pass me by. So, of course, I think would be kind of all power over humanity and, uh, you know, my way or the highway, but in kind of like a king-like state. So, children, blah, 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 Jason and Rochelle. And then I, um, you know what, now that I'm thinking about I'm going to switch the Rochelle and Jason. We'll leave that to, I'm going to put my thing, the king thing, if 
number one. Number one's got to be me with the king. Got to take care of myself. If I'm not healthy, nobody's healthy. So I'm king, number one. I rule everything. Two, Chriselle and Jason. Three, the crap with the kids. And uh, yeah, you know what? Let me, you know, the third of what I'm going to do, I'm going to take the kids out of there. I'm going to say the third is for unlimited wishes. So the unlimited wishes, that's going to take care of the kids. So I'm going to do the king is first, power, all that stuff, Chriselle Jason second, and then unlimited wishes for the third. Once that unlimited wishes go through, Chriselle and Jason going to be one of those top wishes for the, you know, but I'll have unlimited wishes. So, um, yeah, cool. What's your Christmas wish? No, actually, that is a, that's a Steve Martin bit that I love. Actually, they replayed it on Saturday Night Live this past Saturday. Of course, he didn't do the Chriselle Jason part, but that was like the string of the bit. And Steve Martin, what a genius. What a dang Jesus. They're almost actually fi- uh, finished filming the second season of uh, Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Okay, anyways, I've talked your guys' ear off. You ready to have some fun? We have a great guest today. Uh, Joe De La Rosa, been on the show before. Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, she's a YouTube star now. She has her hands in so many things. We talk about her her beauty blog that is going to launch in January. She, uh, We talk about her fiancé. We talk about getting older gracefully. She teaches me what a hoo-ha is. Um, we have a lot of laughs. She is really hysterical. The last 25 minutes, I think, are just about the OC new season, which I just uh, cracks me up her talking about it because she was so dead on on some of her opinions. We also talk about it in the beginning, but the whole interview is great. So I hope you listen to the whole thing, but please go support Joe. I really, really dig her. Um, and uh, that's it. I'm going to go drive to Arizona and I will talk to you guys on Thursday. Thank you so much for all of your support with this show. As always, could not do this without you. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, this is the holidays and the holidays. I've been trying to have some of my favorite guests or ha- who I've had the most fun with. And, uh, the last time she was on, we actually got to uh, get a quick, uh, update because she got engaged. Like we talked to her and then she got engaged like a day or two after we talked to her and she did an update, but I got to find out all about that. Plus she is launching her new lifestyle, fashion and beauty site site called style glam glow in January, which we're going to find out about. But I have asked her as a favor, a personal favor for all of us. She has not watched Real Housewives of Orange County since she was actually on the show. I'm sure she's seen clips, but not actually watched the full episode. So I tortured her and made her watch some of the new season. Uh, and these are going to be fresh opinions and takes. I thought it would actually be insanely fun. But Joe De La Rosa, welcome back to the show. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm sorry I sound like a... Oh, what a frog is in my throat. A frog. Well, yeah, that's that's called uh, the Real Housewives of Orange County is in your throat. That's you've watched too much and it has gotten you ill. You've got you've caught the uh, Orange County. Um, just to remind people, it's so funny because you really are like you still are very young. You were so young when you went on the show in the first season, and. Yeah. I always try to like tell people you need to go back and watch these first seasons and to see how far it's come or how far it's devolved. And I guess just really, I want to talk about a lot of stuff in your life and then, but just first, I just need this one question. Yeah. Are you shocked when you see what it has become now, when you watch an episode from when you did your episodes? My mouth legit like dropped open. <laughs> I, I, first of all, just from a production standpoint of like- It's beautiful. We, it is so pretty. Yeah. The girls yeah. all look so put together and amazing with gowns and hair and makeup and lighting. And like, 
it is a full-fledged production, which obviously they're in sixth season. So of course it would be by now. Yeah. But and then I just, of course, I've watched like clips here and there, an episode here and there, but like never like let me start from episode one, start watching the season, get into it. Even just the wealth in itself, I was like, wow, like we I thought back then. <laughs> yeah. I mean Heather Debrow, you didn't get to see like you saw Heather Debrow's mansion. Yeah. Now, so on the show. So I and this was my first, like obviously I'm not living under a rock. Like I've heard about Heather <laughs> Dubrow, but I've never seen her personality. I just kind of heard she was married to this plastic surgeon. So just to see her on camera, I guess like she's back, obviously, and just seeing the house, like I thought I was doing well. And then I see <laughs> Heather Debro and I'm like, wow, I have really failed at life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, I mean, these shows. <laughs> she makes me feel like I need to step up my life like a million fold. She's amazing. Well, it is one of those things like, and, and just so you know, they supposedly this season is their back to opulence and wealth season because it's, I mean, it's not been like poor. Everybody's like well off, but they really wanted to bring glamour back. But I almost feel like, whoa, this is like almost too much glamour. Like I do feel like she lives in an airport hangar. Like it's just a really beautiful airport hangar, like mansion, you know? Yeah. But also like, I'm totally fine asking if I can just rent her walk-in closet and live that walk-in closet is my dream everything the garage like yeah i just i can't say enough about her house everything is immaculate well her husband terry's office she says he never even goes in there like you could literally move into that guy's office and he would never know like if you lived in there you would never even see them you would never even hear them completely and you know we having had a former podcast once upon a time and then i saw her podcast studio it's it's just so night and day. Like, yeah, but- yeah, like big ups to Heather Debro, man. She's doing luck right. Well, by the way, Joe, yeah, Joe, we talked about last time. She is like, she knows her way around a podcast and had a very successful one uh, um, a while back. But it is funny. I pointed that out on the show is that they made it seem like pod like the new sex in the city does this too, where they make it seem podcasting is so glamorous. And right oh now, gosh. Me and you, we're in our respective places. I'm hunched over to get my mic in my mouth. There is nobody. We're not laughing or drinking champagne. We're, I mean, yeah. we're laughing, but not yeah. in the way Heather DeBro is of like, completely. lift your glass of champagne, Lance Bass. Yeah, completely. She's got her name on the wall and these big old lights and stuff. And I was like, man, I mean, listen, that's amazing. And money buys a lot of things. So again, goals, but also like, wow, I just have really. I really need to step up my life. Thank you, Heather, for the inspiration. <laughs> That's what it's like. If you try out for the OC now, I feel like they check your W-2, like what you're if, bringing in. Like if, they, if I, First of all, if I tried out for the OC now, these women would for sure eat me alive. First of all, I would still be the baby of the group. I would still feel like I was like the youngin that like is still learning about life type thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's- And you're maybe, genuinely a nice person. And that sometimes doesn't go well on reality television anymore sure sure i i completely agree um i also feel like in that group just watching like this first time um noella i feel like she first of all so stunning yeah like like out of a lab like what like yeah like stepped out of a magazine shoot the front cover of like a magazine um i feel like she was she's super sweet um again first time like watching she's new this season yeah totally new yeah okay brand new yeah 
And I like that she like played mediator, made sure like everyone was okay. I feel like that's very much my personality. If I were to come back on any type of show, you know, I'm definitely not Switzerland and I have an opinion like based on who did what, but I'm always about like making sure everyone like is good regardless of whatever. Um, whatever fights and whatever. Sides. But she's another one. Her her dungeon, which we see in the first couple of episodes, or she shows pictures like that. Once again, looks bigger than the place I live in, and that's not yeah. fair to have like a somebody's dungeon where they go supposedly have fun in. I'm like, this is crazy that that's your like like playroom, and I wouldn't ever put that much red anywhere. But um, when your sex dungeon is bigger than your yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's a really nice studio. Like that's really yeah. nice. Um, yeah. Uh, that is though funny though, because these ladies, you know, when you were a newcomer, the whole show was a newcomer, like the whole show was that, and you were like, which is a very housewives trope of, we saw you in a relationship. We saw you dealing with a relationship with you and Slade at the time. And by the way, I want to point out once again, she is now happily engaged. And if you go to her YouTube channel, you can actually see the entire engagement. She told us about it, but the dude filmed the entire, like, I mean, with nice cameras and stuff, like it's its own reality show. Oh, he did really well. It was a big surprise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you guys, I, you think I'm making this up, but it's like really like a, like it could be its own TV show. Like you could shop this as a TV show. So his best friend happens to be an incredible camera person that works on like the WB lot. So we got really lucky with like really great cameras and stuff like that. But that that's when, when your fiance or future husband knows that you do YouTube and you're aspiring to like want to do that as a career and like gives you the gift of having filmed the behind the scenes of the engagement, that's when you know it's love. <laughs> Well, th- I mean, and thank God you said yes. I mean, what a horrible film that would be if somebody <laughs> said no. Like if somebody went through all that. But this guy, you you were telling me how detailed he was the, the last time we talked. And you really see it in this. I really highly see it. Well, by the way, if you guys haven't already, go subscribe to her YouTube. I know she's taking this month off and she's going back into uh, producing in January. But the, also, I've got, I, sorry, I, I have ADD, so I go all over the place. But I did want to ask you, this is the other big thing I wanted to ask you about was, is it you are launching a lifestyle, fashion, and beauty site in January as well? Style Glam Glow, is that yep, right or not? Yep, absolutely. Yep. So, yes. what is that as a dude? What does that mean to women? What is that? What are you doing with this? So, as a dude, um, it basically is not targeted to you. No, um, no, obviously not. Yeah, but yeah. as a dude that has a show that mainly yeah. women listen to, how does it affect them? Yeah. Got it. I mean, if you want to know the latest of beauty trends, fashion trends, and what's happening in the world of fashion and beauty, you would come to the site. But I feel like there's a thousand sites that are that are like this out there. There's like who, what, where, we wore what. Um, those are actually sites I was inspired who, by. What, wh- who, what, where, we were what? Is it only W <laughs> yes. names? Why does it have a W name? <laughs> I know. They're huge, huge sites. But I wanted a space that you could kind of take like fashion and beauty trends and like not have to, I feel like in the world of fashion and beauty in LA and just, I guess, life in general, like there's this pressure to have to buy the best things and spend the highest amount of money to have it look good and things like that. And I wanted a place where women could like come as they are and yes, be able to take and find the latest and greatest and amazing products, which will be featured on there, but also be able to relate it back to like real life. If you're not making a hundred thousand a year or whatever, and you can actually like see these articles and see the trends from like 
a real real world real girl basis. So if you're not Heather Debro, this site for, is perfect for exactly, you. Exactly. Exactly. It's the everyday girl everyday's world type of thing. So you can come and kind of like see what's hot and happening in those worlds but also be able to find either like the dupe of it or like a lower end version of it maybe at a drugstore or just something a little bit more attainable. It's not all Chanel bags and Gucci. It, are you going to be able to integrate the YouTube into that as well? Yeah, yeah, okay, definitely. Perfect. Yeah, so we'll be doing like videos that actually highlight and then maybe write an article around it. So yeah. And do we have a date of when we know it launches in January or? Um, so, so the exact date, yeah, not yet. So um, I, actually it was set for January 3rd. And then not only did I get food poisoning this month, <laughs> I got sorry, sorry. super sick. No, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like it just, it was like one thing after another. And I'm the one, like, I'm not hiring anybody for this. Again, I'm super scrappy. This is all me. I'm the writer. I'm the editor. I'm the videographer. I'm everything. So I'm the one actually doing all of this. So I actually did have to push it off until the end of January because it just wasn't like realistic. But I'd love to let you know once it actually does Well, yeah, launch. by the way, once it does, she's going to let us know and I'm going to put up in a story and it'll have a, you know, one of the links you guys can click. But I just wanted to make sure they knew to keep aware of that. But then yeah. when you watch something like OC, and, and by the way, congrats, hats off to the producers because it did their idea of bringing back opulence work. They they really did great in the ratings compared to last season so far. Um, but do you see this? And is there is there, what is the vibe? What is the feeling? Is it, thank God I'm not a part of this? Or is there a feeling of like, man, I would like to be a part of something like this again? I don't think, I don't think either. I think I'm a very... Um, I'm a very realistic person where, where like where I am in my life <laughs> financially and just in my career is nowhere near these women. And actually that is what I was, the very first thing I was thinking was, wow, like if I got invited to this party, not that Heather Dubrow even knows who I am, but like, if she was like, Hey Joe, I remember you from first season or whatever. Yeah. And come like, on. Respect history, by the way. On, uh, and like decided to send me an invite to this amazing, by the way, Love Nobu, big fan of their sushi. Um, <laughs> just went there last week. But um, basically, like, if I went to this event, I was like, I don't even have a dress <laughs> or a gown like this. Like, in LA, I don't even show up to dinners in these, like, incredible, extravagant gowns. I think I would have to go to, like, Rent the Runway to actually rent something just to be able to like show up to a dinner. Oh my God. I, and especially because of COVID, I don't know what to wear anymore. Like I don't, yeah. in fact, you, I mean, I remember the last time we talked and it was like, uh, Steven faces by Bravo and you, I think were meeting up for, and, and, and Steven was nice enough to invite me. And I was like, uh, I was actually busy, but I was like, I also wouldn't know what to wear. I don't know. Like I'm, and I'm a dude. And I was like, I don't like, can I wear like my basketball shorts that I usually swear? Like, <laughs> no, I but, know, I know. but it is, <laughs> yeah. and you're good in LA. It's uh, I was watching that Nobu thing and I was like, oh my God, if I was in this scene, I would be one of the wait staff. Like I would. Yeah. That's why I was like, I, I, I wouldn't have a dress to wear to that. So, um, so from that level, I'm like, okay, so definitely I don't fit in and like the OC, like this particular cast and just, if this is what like OC has become in terms of like the wealth, the cast of stuff. Um, also, I feel like there's also just so much older than me still yeah. that like yeah. wh where I'm at, like in LA, like we're still going out. We're still having fun. I don't have kids. I'm still single. Like I'm going to all the newest places in LA, newest clubs. Actually, I was just there a couple nights ago, restaurants and stuff like that. So 
Um, the lifestyle is a little bit different. Um, but also I'm fascinated by these ladies in the sense that like, I just wanted to like grab popcorn, which I did. And I was kind of just like watching and like, it just an awe of like, wow. I mean, that's all I could say was just, wow. And yeah, there's gotta watching, be a, like, uh-huh. it's gotta be like, a such a, a weird feeling, almost like a matrix like quality of like, you've been a part of this world, but you have enough distance on it where you can actually right. enjoy like, and, and no offense to the other ladies, but we do see a lot of cast members from recent seasons where they, they beg to get back on the show. They're like, you know, please, 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 you know, and you don't have that vibe at all. Like, that's what I was so impressed with was that you're like, oh, I'm trying to do these three other things that I'm really excited about. And it's like, I'm really happy that I came from that. But in no way am I trying to uh, beg anybody to get back on the show, you know? Yeah, totally. And and here's the other thing is like, don't get me wrong. Like, I am such a big believer of you never bite that hand that feeds you. I, I appreciate like where I came from. If I ever got asked to come back to an episode, I would never say no. Um, and I think we talked about this last time too. It's, it's like, once you graduate from a show, it doesn't matter how many years it's been. You're always a part of that family. Yes. So you're, you're a part of that ecosystem and that cast and that show for life. Um, so yeah, coming back, saying hi, like, hey, I'm here, whatever. Meet new people, meet Heather, whatever. It would be amazing. Um, but I, you're not hiding, you're not hiding in the bushes in OC trying to like ambush <laughs> filming, you know? No, I'm, I'm probably hiding in the bushes somewhere in LA. <laughs> I have a really great YouTube shot for my channel and that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it's such a different life. Um, for any new listeners though, we talked and by the way, go back and listen to the last interview we did, but I was really impressed because, you know, you not only had the music career for a time and it was a fascinating story of what I really appreciated that about like, not only the hustle, but it really, um, puts a magnifying glass of what it's like to try to be um, somebody in the entertainment business in Los Angeles and how hard it is. Like you actually even had a contract and you got stalled by a lot of things, but then even then you went into like, you were a part of like campaigns. Like you, you not, you then went, what was the other thing that you did after that, that you were involved in? After the music? Yeah. Wasn't, didn't you then like get into like, um, working on campaigns for commercials and stuff like that, or, or oh, you were an account it. manager for. Yes. It is. So um, after that, I ended up going into digital advertising. That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that was my career literally from when I left the show uh, for over 10 years. And basically I would, I was living in New York and if anybody ever watched Mad Men, so I would like walk into these really big, like fortune 500 companies, like a Verizon wireless Jeep, you know, Jessica Alba's The Honest Company, and I would have to pitch a room full of 15 people, a digital media strategy. And all that means is if you're on Instagram or if you're, you know, on, you know, scrolling on your Mac or whatever, and you're seeing these ads or commercials on TV, these brands have a hundred million dollars to spend a year. They're going to give a portion of that advertising budget to a company. It was my job to go in there and pitch them the campaign and basically the why and, and, you know, let them know, like, this is why you should be using our company. And here's the vision for the campaign for the season. Super fun, mainly male dominated, by the way. So it's like 95% men. So the fact that it was, I was a girl in that industry, um, a, a woman in the, a female in the industry. Um, it was, it was very rare and I'm really proud of that. So I was, and you were actually, successful um, at it too, by yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah. So I was an account executive, um, then director of sales and eventually VP, vice president of sales, VP of sales. So. And I want to impress on people what I found really interesting was that you also then after that, though, it's like you're taking another gamble on yourself. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. with doing the YouTube and the beauty, like this is a point where it's like, and and I realize this too, like I've take, taken a gamble on myself the last couple of years and it, it's starting to pay off, but it's so like a lot of people don't take gambles on themselves anymore. They go the yeah. easy route because you could have stayed exactly where you were. Completely. And at that time when I did make the jump, now I had started my own agency and I was working with some of the biggest brands, you know, that you see on commercials and TV, um, actually TV are commercials, but yeah, that you see on TV. Um, and so yeah, six figures, high six figures, very comfortable life. And then just deciding like, this is all great and the money's great, but like my passion is creating content and I wanted to wake up every day, just really excited to do what I love. And so I made the jump and knowing that, you know, if this doesn't work out, I can always go back to that type thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and also I think it also perfectly probably fits in with what you're doing too, because you know, the minutia that goes into these things that other people don't. And then once it gets going, how to actually sell that thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the thing is like, I was bringing in millions of dollars in budgets for these, you know, companies that I was working for. And then I was like, well, if they're the brand and I'm pitching these brands and closing them for these companies I'm working for, like, what if I just became the, the brand and started to pitch these brands for myself type thing? But it's definitely, oh my gosh, it's the biggest, hardest grind I've ever done. But it's also like, again, never been happier. Um, but it's definitely hard. It's not yeah, like an yeah. easy, you just flip it on and like, here we are. Yeah. And also it turns out motivation is harder to get as you get older because there's so much good TV on to watch and you just want to oh sit in front God. of the TV and not actually do the thing that you love, you know? Completely. Also, I'm just so tired. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Have you guys noticed the older you get, you get more tired? I don't know if I'm the only one. And also I'm starting to notice the hair on my head is getting thinner in certain areas. Wild. Oh, Wild. Man. Um, so tired. Um, so yeah. And, and, and also like, I don't even have kids yet. So all these women that are running these successful companies with three and four kids, even two kids, even one child, I don't know how they do it. I have two kittens that I rescue and I can barely like manage over here. So I'm also really bad about like taking vitamins and working out. So I know that oh, I'll like, take vitamins really- for like two days in a row. And then I'll oh, be totally. like, and then I'll be like, I just don't have the motivation to take them today. And it's like the <laughs> easiest thing. We're ever. the worst. It really is horrible. Um, <laughs> But the thing you do know is fashion. Are there any, and and this is coming out of COVID, and by the way, I know we're still in COVID, but as we've learned to protect ourselves a little bit more and try to be still safe, are there any fashions that you've noticed female-wise coming out of COVID? Or what is fashion now that, uh, I guess, COVID hit? Is like, do I saw Jennifer Lopez wearing pleated jeans last week. And I even knew that was like horribly wrong. What have you seen anything lately? Yeah. Well, what's crazy is I feel like, you know, and I went to magic mountain yesterday, uh, to the, it's their like holiday at the park thing. And it's all these like Gen Z kids that are walking around in literal nineties and two thousands fashion that I used to wear in high school. Yeah. And it's, it's wild. And I'm like, wait, she's literally wearing the jeans that I used to wear or like the top or the vibe that she <laughs> used to wear. And, but they think that like, they're making it trendy and they're so unique. And like, this is like, you know, a big trend that they've started. And I'm like, Oh, baby girl. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I for sure own that top and I pretty much have probably sold it. So it's just crazy to see how like fashion is so cyclical yeah. and it's coming back. 
what was hot then is now hot. And also you feel really old. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think they should put like year dates on every piece of clothing. So we know exactly where this started, you know, and that's why, that's why guys is just like dressing, just black, just black, basic black, whatever. It's easy. Um, Which, by the way, your dude actually seems super fashionable. So do you dress really? your dude or does he? I, I definitely encourage, but he is very, he's good at, he's, he's actually better at dressing me than I am at dressing me because he's theater. So like he does yeah. costumes and designing and like all that. He's very artistic that way. But yeah, no, he's got a good style for sure. Um, You said you went to Magic Mountain the other day, which is the last time I was at Magic Mountain was... I realize also you that I'm old because I'm just like they're trying to kill you. They're these rides are trying to kill. Oh like I was gosh. like, how are people just not one dying at least every <laughs> ride because they're jerking you so? Like I was so excited that I was like, oh my god, I'm actually scared. No, it's crazy. So I was just there last night, and um, it's these so these new rides I hadn't been there in probably a good four to five years. They first of all we went on one called X Two, where you sit down. And the seat starts, the ride hasn't even started and it takes you back. So you're (laughs) lying flat, like your back is directly (laughs) horizontal to the floor and it takes you up. And the first drop, you drop backwards. (laughs) Like it is out of control. And anything you're trying to anticipate you think is going to happen is not at all. Like the seats also spin while you're doing flips, it was the most unreal thing I've ever experienced. Yeah. I wouldn't want it. It was like, it looked like a really small ride, but they jerked you around in all these weird positions in the span of like seven feet. And then I was like, should I talk to the cops after this? Like, I feel like (laughs) violated, like this is not good. Um, uh, what is your, and cause this is the holidays, this will be out this week and, and Christmas is right around the corner. Do yeah. you, what are your Christmas traditions with your family? What's going to be the new ones with your fiance? Do you like the holidays? Yeah. Oh, I'm Christmas is one of my favorites. I'm sure a lot of people say the same thing, but I love it. Um, I actually did a really bad job this year. Um, it's my first year with kittens. So I wasn't super motivated to decorate. So as you can see behind me, there's not one thing of <laughs> Christmas up. However, I still have all my decorations in the back of the car and I'm determined to get it up. I don't even care if it's the day before, like I'm going to be feel so bad if we don't get it up this year, but I just was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to put all this stuff up and then my kittens are just going to tear it down. And I have really yeah. nice yeah. stuff. So I was like, I don't know. Anyway, so we're going to do that this week. I like that. It's hiding in your car though. Like yeah, I like I that it's in the car. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have storage because LA. So we yeah. Have bring yeah. In San Diego. Um, but yeah, so I'm South American uh, for those that don't know. And so we celebrate uh, Christmas on the 24th at midnight. And so we have on the 24th, a really late dinner at like eight, nine o'clock. And then we open presents at midnight. And that works out really well with my fiance, because we're going to do that with my family in Orange County on the 24th. And then on the 25th, we'll be driving to San Diego to spend the day with his family. <laughs> wow. And is th- this is kind of, isn't it, wait, is it the second Christmas with you guys or is this the first Christmas? So it's the second Christmas uh, together, but last year it was COVID and none of us yeah. saw each other. Yeah. So it's the first one actually reunited with my family. So I'm really excited. Now, is there any pressure or nerves on his part about hanging out with your family and vice versa? Because I remember when I had uh, a special someone that was a really nerve wracking thing to then be brought in front of her Italian family. And it was just it was it was just a whole different universe. Yeah, no. uh, So luckily, I did already get like a pre run because 
we did spend Thanksgiving this year with each other's <laughs> families. So we already got like a taste of it. So theater and, kids uh, called dress rehearsal. That's a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Yes. We did a dress rehearsal. Exactly. And then, um, he's, he's such, he's really family oriented. So he was really good even over COVID. Like we did a lot of FaceTime with our families and, and things like that. So I feel like over that we've gotten to know, and we have met up since COVID, we all got vaccinated and boosted and all of that. So, um, so yeah, we were able to all hang out and, and just, that's awesome. Get to know yeah. each other. Yeah, no, I'm actually driving to Arizona to see my family right after this. So this I was is gonna ask you, what are you doing? Well, I was like, I was like, see if she can uh see if she can push it to Wednesday so I can wait an extra day to go back. Cause I'm just now trying to like because when you go to your families, it's like a hurricane where your mom, like you go run errands with your mom or for your mom. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We will be back to the show in just one second. Uh, we have a couple commercials as we do every week. This week, the show is sponsored by two of my favorite, Simply Safe and Papa and Barkley. Now, Simply Safe, uh, you know, guys, I just moved and we are now using Simply Safe as our home security system. Uh, if you ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving so bad it's good listeners early access to all of their holiday deals, uh, so 40% off their award-winning home security. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. It has indoor cameras, outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Uh, now, I have received a Simply Safe security system. It does have the sensors for the windows, for the space inside, as well as the outside, and you're able to see all of that from a phone app. It's really cool. Simply Safe was even named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. Uh, you can easily customize a system for your home online in minutes, and you can even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. Um, these are Simply Safe 
It's their biggest discount of the year, folks. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100, which is nothing when uh, you think of the cost of safety. So there are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. So Take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday deals and get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash so bad. So that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash so bad for 40% off your entire system. So that's amazing. Now, this next one, this is really cool. I have been using this um, uh, for general pain relief for my knee and just general um, aches and pains. And it's actually been kind of amazing because I, uh, before this company, I had never tried CBD. I had always heard about it. And I got to tell you, it actually really works for me. And they have, Papa and Barkley has all these kind of amazing products, whether it be tinctures or drops. Uh, Papa and Barkley understands wanting the absolute best for the people we care about most. So it all started with a son trying to help his father find relief from debilitating pain so we could get his life back. Today, they're still putting the same care into improving lives with award-winning CBD solutions for discomfort, stress, sleep, and everyday wellness. Um, I, like I said, use it for my knee. Uh, there is a, uh, a balm I use on that, and also there are drops that I use before I go to bed every night. Um, Papa and Barkley founder Adam Grossman created the groundbreaking relief balm to ease his father's debilitating back pain. From that powerful homemade balm, Papa and Barkley has expanded to a full line of topical balms, oils, tinctures, and capsules, all made with 100% natural, clean ingredients and whole plant full-spectrum CBD. Today, they're the number one cannabis wellness company in California, and with their new CBD relief line, they can ship nationwide. Their CBD relief balm delivers hours of comfort with simple, plant-based ingredients— In an at-home use test with over 300 participants, users reported a 40% reduction in daily discomfort in just one week of using the balm. The award-winning CBD oil Relief Drops is their fastest metabolizing daily wellness option for easing daily stress, discomfort, and supporting a good night's sleep. Papa and Barkley is on a mission to improve lives through CBD in its purest, cleanest form possible. So go to papaandbarkleycbd.com slash so bad for 20% off your first purchase. That's 20% off for new customers at P-A-P-A and A-N-D, Barkley, B-A-R-K-L-E-Y-C-B-D.com slash so bad. So folks, that's it for this week. And uh, here is the remainder of the show. Um, yes. And then my niece and nephew are there and I always get excited to see them, but they're in their computer TikTok phase where oh, completely. I'm just an old guy that they grew up with. And, you know, I sit in the corner and go, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but I'm real. no, I'm really excited to actually get there. And it's always a great time. Um, coming back to the OC uh, and the episodes that I made you watch. Now you knew of Shannon Bedore before this, right? So I, I actually had watched a few episodes um, prior to, to watching this season. I don't know if it was last season or the season before where she was struggling with her weight. Was that? Last oh, that season? was like, no, that was like, I think a couple seasons ago. Like, okay. it, was, it was, it was, I mean, there, there might've been multiple times. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. So that, and, and I literally, I had watched like maybe like one to two episodes type thing and they weren't back to back. It was just randoms that I, that I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually now thinking about it, she was still married at the time. So this had to be, have been, this had to have been a minute ago. Yeah. Did you, I mean, so when you see some, so the whole gist, as we've talked about you guys, is that they get to Terry, the big party that she throws with the Nobu. And the big fight is this girl from the OC, uh, Nicole Weiss, or, you know, but by the way, she Who said- P.S. is really hot. Oh, she's I beautiful. Know, I don't know how old she is, but I was like- But did you see the pictures from 20 years ago when she did look like Pamela Anderson? Oh, no. I need to Google it. It looks like a totally different, I mean, like another beautiful person, but like a different beautiful person. So I kind of see Shannon's thing, but it's one of those classic things of, do you watch that and go, oh, no, girl, don't, don't, uh, you're going to get busted for saying that. Like, do you know the traps they set for themselves or do you uh, produce it in your head at all of like, this is going to be a big fight? When Shannon was, yeah, when well, Shannon, well, obviously, yeah, yeah. when then Gina came in, it was like, yeah, I got Shannon said this, and Heather yeah, got upset, you know. Yeah, um, I think anytime you mix alcohol <laughs> into the mix of a group, it just like tongues can potentially slip and open. But yes, the minute I saw Gina going up to Heather, I was like, oh man, this yeah. isn't gonna end well, this is gonna be bad, especially because. It's a brand new friendship with Heather and Gina, especially yeah. because, I mean, again, this is me completely brand new little virgin. I totally understand. This is, I just want fresh opinions. Yes. Fresh opinion, watching it for the first time. Yes. I'm assuming that Shannon and Gina are good friends. No, that's the funny thing was that they oh. have always not been completely a war. Now, Gina, if you don't know, she would be kind of like what you would consider the you character from how you talk about yourself. She lives in a condo. She's uh, you actually you kind of are a step up from Gina and the fact that you know how to do your hair and stuff like Gina for so long didn't know how to do her hair or her clip ins or anything like that. So she always gets like memed about that. But oh. um, they were always not at odds, but just never really got along. Like Shannon kind of looked down on Gina and Emily. So the fact that Gina, Emily there and Shannon's there, Shannon's kind of forced to be friends with them because Shannon, like all of her friends are not on the show anymore. Got it. Okay. Okay. So that's what you're seeing. But Gina actually is really a good hearted person. And she's the one that like, like she can't keep up with the Joneses if those are the Joneses in this scenario. So she has a lot of personality, you know? Sure. I, I, I understand where Gina was coming from in the pressure of now I'm getting to know this new person. Maybe just let me bring this up to like squash it. It's not going to be a big deal, but uh, I'm like, I'm so about like, like girl code in the sense that like, I think your loyalties need to be to the person who introduced you to Heather, right? Number one. But then number two, even if that wasn't the case and you're becoming friends with like, you know, if you're going to open your mouth, it's just going to start craziness. And I personally would not want to be in the middle of that. So we all know, we all know at home, like, oh, I wouldn't do that. But then part of me is like, and this is the part of me that watches way too much reality shows is that I'm like, ah, oh, she was probably pressured into saying something by the producer. The producer was like, hey, you probably should, you know, like kind of nudging you into that. Like sure. have another drink, Gina. Like, I think you're, I think you have a great point. Like part of me wonders sometimes if production steps into a point. And I know when you did it, it was probably really different too. Now it's such a machine. 
And it was probably a lot more organic when you did it, maybe. Oh, yeah, not at all. Like, we never got pressured to, like, hey, you should go up to this person and, like, tell this person that type thing. I think any drama that you saw on the show, which, by the way, our drama looks like kitten play (laughs) compared to, like, the stuff I'm seeing right now. And I'm barely finishing episode three. So, um, so yeah, I, and it's so funny because when I started watching the first episode uh, of season 16, I was like, oh, this isn't bad at all. Everything seems so calm. Like, this is going to be great. Give it time. Give it time. And then give it to the end of the episode. And I was like, oh man, like we're not even on episode two yet. And it starts. Um, so, uh, there's that relationship, which I find it, well, also you mentioned drinking earlier. Did you have, while you were filming, did you set any rules for yourself of like, yo, don't get tanked on an app? Like, I I know you had a couple of experiences, but did you start setting rules for yourself of like, be careful how much you drink and how much you say when you're on camera? Unfortunately, no. (laughs) And and that was the problem. (laughs) I think like, Every time we would shoot, we're having a good time and we're drinking. I think those rules were set after you watch the first season and you're like, wow, Joe, you like, you look really buzzed and like your face is red and you're puffy and you're like slurring a little bit. Like maybe, maybe don't have that look next season type thing. And you just kind of make a mental low, but no, I think when you're in it and you're shooting, you're just in the moment and you're not thinking and like other people are drinking and like producers are giving it to you. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say they're giving. No, no, they're, they're it's readily it's open. Yeah, available. It's, it's available. Yes, they're yeah. not like force feeding it. No, no, no. But yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I mean, if I have a bottle of tequila at my place, I'm making drinks, and now there's cameras. Yeah, so it's it's definitely dangerous. And again, once you go for me, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, after two drinks, I'm kind of like a free spirit. Yes. And- yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm really entertaining. Like I'm. Yeah, like, yeah it's, I'm, it's not. Good. I think I'm so funny. So like. <laughs> You just don't think about it and your senses are, are dulled. So yes. now add cameras to that. And for sure you're making decisions that you were like, okay, like maybe in like a sober situation that probably wasn't a good idea. So yeah. I'm yeah. sure, you know, Gina may or may not have had that moment. Maybe not. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I, I mean, when I feel like she'll have many of those moments over the season and we'll see what <laughs> happens. But by the way, Shannon has a lot of those moments herself. Like a lot of these ladies have some like not issues with drink, but like they, they drink. And I feel like they have that kind of like, Oh, this makes me clearer or this makes me funnier. And it usually never does. Like it never yeah. fully does. Um, the thing I wanted to ask you as a woman and especially as a beauty blogger um, and you know, is that, Coming from a dude's perspective, I watched the third episode and I know you didn't get through the whole thing, but at the beginning, Shannon was visiting her doctor and she was getting uh, filler removed because she had had six vials of filler put into her face for the reunion. And they showed her picture of her reunion and she looked like, you know, just all bubbled up on the face and stuff. And it doesn't seem like you've done any face work. Like what, I, I know the beauty standards and pressure as a woman is insanely high, whether it be because of the Kardashians or just natural life or what we've come to, but yeah. what, like, I just don't understand how a doctor would do something like that when the result would be potentially bad. And then to get the filler removed, it's just like, do you sometimes, I guess the question is, are you pissed off to be a woman sometimes that you have to actually do all of this stuff and pay <laughs> money to do that? And then it sometimes doesn't even work. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of thoughts, because that's a really <laughs> loaded statement. Sorry, yes. um, um, first of all, 
thank you for um, your opinion on the way I look now, but I, I am very vocal and very open and honest. Um, and even if you go on my Instagram now, I have had a lot done in the sense of like staying fresh, right? I get Botox, I get filler, I have had my boobs done. I've recently did my nose for my 40th birthday over the years. and over But I time. still see you. Right, right, right. And, and I think that everything that I have, I've ever done I've always wanted to make sure that it's natural and it's an enhanced version of myself as I, as I age gracefully. Now, the fact that like, there's this pressure to do it, I have put that on myself because I work in an industry where it's YouTube, it's photo shoots. I'm a 41 year old female that's aging and the pressure to look good is absolutely a thing, especially with HD cameras. So I think if I wasn't in, in this industry, I want to say that I wouldn't do as much work, but that's not true because I fully love to look good. And, and there is like that side of me, but yeah, there are pressures, but, but with that being said, I feel like the rest of the, the rest of society, when I say that is the, the girls out there that don't have this pressure or maybe aren't in a creative, like on camera industry, a lot of us get this stuff for free. I get a lot of my stuff for free, like a hundred percent of my stuff for free. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. Sometimes I do collaborations where, where there's a significant discount, like huge discount. So the money we're spending is like a third of what most people would do. So I think that that's the other stigma that a lot of people don't talk about is the fact that like a lot of my filler and Botox is complimentary because in exchange, I'm creating content on Instagram or YouTube for my doctors. It's, it's a, it's literally as a content creator and beauty, what I do. Um, so I think that for people to think that, you know, people are throwing thousands and thousands of dollars away on this stuff and you need to keep up with that. That's not a real thing because a lot of us get this stuff comped. So I I think that's, that's the first thing that I think I want people to know. So they don't feel like they need to keep up or they wonder how is everyone doing it? We're not. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting it gifted to us in exchange for a service. Sometimes that I'm only speaking for myself and my experience, what's happened. Um, and I'm very open and completely okay with being able to talk. about. No, that. that's awesome. I think people yeah. appreciate honesty over anything else, but I just sometimes coming from this perspective of not, uh, by the way, I, if I get free work, I will totally accept free work, but I, I, I've not got that. <laughs> I offer. It, by the way. But, but I'm not against it, but I'm saying the thing that shocked me was that, don't doctors know like, yo, maybe six vials is too much. Like right, maybe right, okay. that, yes. that we're having it removed. Like that's yes, wild. So going And going back to the point, cause I got off on the topic. Hi, welcome to ADD. <laughs> um, so, so sometimes people's bodies react differently. Now I did not see these pictures of Shannon. So I have no idea who the doctor was or what it was. And my heart breaks for her to have to go through that, especially publicly. That really sucks. Um, so yeah, people just sometimes react crazy. So maybe um, and again, don't know the background, but maybe he didn't know that it was going to affect your body like that. I don't know. Like now I want to see it, but that's unfortunate because that breaks my heart for her. And actually I, I feel for her because I recently just got some cheek filler and a lip flip where I, what's a lip flip? Like, um, so they put Botox. So it's this new, I don't know if it's a new yeah. thing, but it's a new like kind of lip filler where they put a little bit more filler on the top of your lip to where it flips it. And I oh. had never done stuff like that before, but if the lip flip is like what everyone's doing. So I was like, yeah, you can do it. She's like, okay. And then maybe you should also get a little bit of cheek because you know, as you age, you're starting to sink in. And I'm like, well, honey, I kind of like the sunk in like look yeah. personally, but fine. And I didn't really recognize myself after she did it. 
So I didn't really love it, to be honest. So I think that's the other half of it is sometimes we're like, ooh, this sounds like it could be fun. And then we try it and we're like, okay, that was really dumb. Luckily it goes away in three months, but like, I don't recommend it me personally again. But that's the other thing is sometimes you think, what they're recommending for you is what you should be doing. And you're like, yeah, let's try it. And then all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're like, oh man, okay, note to self, don't do that again. Is fashion like everything else where it's like, you've got to listen to your own personal, uh, your own personal voice kind of, you know? Fashion, absolutely. I think uh, when it comes to fashion, it's it's a personal style is 100% all you. Take the trends, do what you want with them, but always make them you. Don't feel pressured like you have to wear it a certain way or that you even have to go into the trend. If leopard leopard com- comes back every fall, every fall and winter, leopard and fringe comes back. I'm not a big leopard and fringe girl. So like you don't have to be pressured into that if it's not your thing, you know? <laughs> Just a, mi- a picture of miserable Joe and leopard. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, here I'm it like, is, folks. I uh, do have one shirt I have shot in and I'm just like, why did I do that? <laughs> it's just, it's not, you know, I'm okay with like a little leopard, but the whole like top to bottom yeah. thing is not my thing, yeah. Um, uh, so Terry Dubrow actually though, he's a doctor as well. And you know that he does the show Boxed. Have you ever heard about that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did hear about that. I haven't seen him on it, but I did hear he was on that. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing was that Nicole sued Terry when she was younger, but she got pressured into it supposedly, which is a wild, I'm I'm hoping to hear more information about that. Um, uh, But yeah, like this, this is a glitzier, glamorous, uh, glamorous season. The other new character, Dr. Jen. And of course we said, Noella, Noella is going through a divorce or not even a divorce. Her husband just up and left because all of this stuff came out again against him in terms of tax liens. Mm-hmm. And that's wild in terms of somebody that you're married and have a kid with. I, that absolutely broke my heart to, first of all, shady, shady AF, like for that's your partner in life. I'm sorry, but for me, especially in my current situation, like we have talked all things finances, all things debt, all things in the air. Like if there's any issues or anything like that, like you want to know and be able to ask those questions before you go in to a marriage. And maybe she had, again, I don't know the background and it just wasn't brought up type thing, but like, that's your wife, you know, and you should just kind of put it all out there and let her decide like yay or nay. I don't know how long they had been together, but for that to come up years later or however long that they were married, that has got to be the biggest slap in the face and betrayal ever. And for him to shut off the credit cards. I know we find out you guys, like I said, the, the credit card, she has no uh, account in her own name. She, she cut off all the credit cards and she has a son with uh, a disability, you know, like that is unconscionable, you know? No, that absolutely blew my mind. Just even whatever, like you've got issues, you've got tax debt, do your thing. You know, I've been with people who had financial issues. No names are going to be brought up. (laughs) However, however, like- Some people still have issues. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows who that person is? Yeah. But like, you know, if, if that does come up, that's still your wife. Or even like after you get divorced, that's still the person you were with for however many times. As a human being, take care of your girl until she's like back on her feet for a second when she popped out multiple kids out of her hoo-ha for you. You know what I mean? Like that's your- Now just for to go on record, what is a hoo-ha? Just real- It's a vagina. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I had no clue. What? (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait for real? <laughs> no, I'm totally joking. Oh, Joe, okay. are you kidding me? What's a hoo ha? Oh my God. I was trying to say for you. I don't know if you swear on the show. I was like, <laughs> unfortunately, the audience is used to that. Yeah. Okay, no. perfect. Yeah. I'm like, that's just, that's your person. Like, do, like, do, do what you need to do, but, but, also, don't shut off the credit cards and leave her hanging like that. That's not okay, especially with kids. Well, and you think, you know, I feel like if you see her on the first episode, she's like psyched to be there. She's like, yeah, look at me. Like, because she probably thinks I'm going to come in and have some fun. I'll get a little, you know, it's nice to have a little celebrity. I, I'm, you know, like it's all coming together. And then this happens. And that's what the cool, not the coolest it's the horrifying thing about reality shows, but sometimes the most fascinating to watch because of human behavior is that the camera is there to catch this yeah. and they didn't plan on this. It's real. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that was the biggest um, element. And I, I will have to say the way that Heather Dubrow, it's the, it's the blindsidedness, right? The way Heather Dubrow shut the party down when she found out something that she wasn't like, it's one thing to go into a yes. situation with like, you know, there's a background or something's about to pop up or it may pop up and you're ready with an answer um, or like a, a reaction at least, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but I, and so I think she handled the situation with a lot of grace and a lot of poise, Heather did, when this thing blindsided her. Um, but I think that when you have a situation like what Noella was going through and you're not ready for it, and you're literally breaking down on camera in front of everybody, it really is awful. Because at that point, you have no control of what you get to share with the world and what you don't, because it's already been decided for you, especially when it comes out publicly like that in the tabloids. Um, you've got no control. And then it becomes it becomes its own animal. And you don't even have control of the narrative because in the tabloids take over the narrative for you. I have also been in that situation before. So, and, and just, you know, I didn't have to go through it on, on camera, thankfully, but um, my, my heart really, really breaks for her. So that's yeah, the one thing where, and, and, and the other thing is like a lot of people will say, and I know, uh, cause we talk about this, you guys, Lala Kent and Randall Emmett. I don't know if you ever watch Vanderpump Rules. I'm but obsessed with Vanderpump. Yeah. And they, they split and he got caught doing some things and now they, Lala and Randall split. And it's always like these powerful men that end up lying or cheating or something and put these people. And so, but you get the comment a lot where like, well, she knew what she was signing up for. And I don't think anybody knows what they're signing up for when it comes to like, when you do this, like, yeah, it's a huge benefit. If your dude's rich, like it's huge. I'm sure it's makes somebody like 20% more attractive, maybe even 30%. But at the end of the day, especially if you have a child, there is love there. If you've gone that, I mean, it's just, it's horrifying, you know? A million percent. And I think where the whole thing is like, oh, she knew what she was signing up for. I don't agree with that because the thing is, is you want to believe as the person who, listen, I think that people make mistakes in the past, whether it's cheating, whether it's whatever it is that they do. And would I stay with someone that's cheated on me? I don't know. I've never been through it, but I want to believe that everybody deserves a, a, a brand new shot. Go to therapy, figure out your stuff, go get it handled. And if you're telling me you're going to try and be a different person, you get one with me. Like that, that's my rule. You get one and like fool me once shame on shame on. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Fool yeah. me twice. Shame on yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. So um, everybody deserves forgiveness. So, so if somebody that you, whatever has a past comes in 
and says, I'm a different person, you don't know what you're signing up for because in that moment, you're in love with them and you want to believe, even if that was the case, that you are the person that can change them. Call it a savior complex, call it naivety, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm romantic. That's just me. But like everybody deserves a chance. So a lot of these girls, women, whatever, that meet these men that have a past want to believe that they're the newest person. So I don't believe that women know what they're signing up for because they believe that they're going to be the one that changes them because they're different, you know, and that's okay to believe it's called human humanness. And love I, let's let's call it human. Yeah, we'll call it humanness. Why not? Yeah, we'll humanness. humanness. And I'm making up that word. We're doing it. Listen, <laughs> my dictionary of you know, um, yeah. and, and finally, the other new character is Dr. Jen, who is a uh, you know does the Botox. By the way, Dr. Jen, we see a cameo from Stephen Faces by Bravo uh, in one of the episodes where she he is getting injected with the Botox and all of that and. Uh, Steven is now gorgeous, um, but uh, always been. Gorgeous. I know, I know. It's just funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny when he's like, "Look at the results," and I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, it's good. I guess you're already a good-looking dude, you know." Yeah. Um, but uh, she is married to a dude named Ryan who likes to have his shirt off all the time, and they have a couple of conversations. What is your opinion? And this is completely cold. And by the way, it's completely cold for all of us because she's new to the show. What is your take on their relationship? Having seen it very uh, few times. I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not the biggest fan of him at all. Um, I, I think that, and the only reason I say that is because I just saw the lunch where she's sitting down and I can tell her personality. She wants to take over the world. She's trying to find out balance, you know, find balance from running a business and having kids. And did I get this right? He's just yeah. at home taking care he's of the a, kids. He's a stay at home. I guess okay. now he works into some like vacation rental stuff, but that wasn't always the case, but he's mainly okay. a stay at home dad. Sure. So I think that um, she made a comment about the fact that he puts the kids first over her. So that was my first little like, "Mm, I don't love that. And I'll probably get like a lot of people coming after me for this. We're like, the kids should be first, but I'm a big believer. And again, I'm South American. So I'm old school. Like for me, it goes husband and wife first, even if you have kids, because that is the foundation of your family. And if there's a crack in the foundation, everything else crumbles, then come the kids, then come everything else. That is my belief. And, and just so so the fact that she said something about the fact that he's not, you know, he's not always there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was my first little, like, mm, don't love that, but okay. Can't judge him yet. Cause that's their thing. And, and she's okay with that. It works for them. Um, but the other thing was just seeing their interaction at dinner and the fact that she's very much so doing something and he's just kind of off in like another world and not engaged. I don't. And again, this is very early. So I, I haven't seen enough yet. I don't feel like she seems very supported in what she's doing and and maybe like he wishes she was there a little bit more, but also like you, and I understand, again, I don't judge any life decision that people have made and how they raise their kids. But if there's a little bit of resentment in the fact that you don't have a job, you have the power to do that. Uh, Go get, you know, something on the side or whatever and have enough income to have a secondary person come in and help. If, if that's the resentment, but at least engage your wife, um, uh, wife. Yeah. Wife. Yeah. Yeah. Wife. wife. Yeah. 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 Engage your wife at dinner. Um, and and so that was the only, again, very early, just initial. But you say that, but that's, what's fascinating is that I think you nailed it. and, And a lot of that there, and that's what I find really, that's why I think reality shows work is because sometimes the camera can pick up, you know, it's like these, these ladies will, 
you know, we, I know they're deeply in love with these people and, and, and then we see them and we can make a snap like, Oh, that guy's, that guy's weird. That guy's odd. Like we, we saw it with Vicky and Brooks, which I don't think you saw that whole thing. Like we see these guys and we can immediately see when they're players, but it's like, it's so easy since we're not a part of that relationship to see exactly, you know, it's like by some kind of magical alchemy that we're able to see it and they're not, Mm -hmm. Um, we'll see what happens. But sometimes the other thing is, we it's like almost a housewives trope now that there's always a new person that comes on the show to get divorced. And I don't mean they want to get divorced. Mm. I mean that the show, um, the show speeds up that process. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I don't know if that's what's happening here, but a lot of people have said, keep your eye on that. That is potentially something that might happen down the line, you know? Yeah. I I would, um, I don't know about the divorce part, but, and, but here's the other thing too, and I'll back them up a little bit. It's like, a lot of, and again, I hate to bring his name up, but, <laughs> but a lot of people wanted to sit and give their opinions about Slade yes. and I. Yeah, totally. Okay. So here's the other thing. And again, this is TV guys. Like I'm literally watching it as an audience member that knows absolutely nothing about what's really going on in their real life. Um, so I don't want people coming at me after this interview, <laughs> but the thing is, is I also have no idea what's really going on behind the scenes in their relationship because clearly she's with them for a reason, just like I was with Slade for a reason. And people wanted to come in on this and give their, you know, three, two cents about like, well, this is what it really is. And this is how it's going to end up and all this stuff. But people had no idea. How so much did that hurt you? Um, it hurt us a lot because, you know, you've got comments coming in. And you're having to read this stuff and you're in this bubble and the bubble starts to get compressed. And it did, it did speed up a lot of the issues and, and, and how many times we broke up, breakup situations that, that we were in, everything gets highlighted and magnified in that bubble. Um, did you ever and, hear comments um, on either side where it would affect the way you thought about uh, your significant other? Like, did you ever hear something like, wow, I never thought about that. That's a really good point. Like, would it like play in your mind? And by the way, this is even before uh, social media got crazy, crazy, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, no, no, because I knew the truth, but it was more so I was very taken back at the way what people thought about me. Like, wow, people really think, I, not everybody, this was, you know, the majority was all positive, but there's the ones, the trolls that were like, you know, she's a gold digger only after him for his money. And I'm like, do you even know I had my own everything when I met him? Like, and and that's why I'm saying it's like, I'm sitting here watching. And again, you're watching five minutes of a scene at a restaurant and I'm sitting here like trying to give an opinion on the relationship. I know. I, by the way, Joe, I know it's crazy. And I even say, uh, by the way, this is, I always say that it's completely, this is, but if you're given a roadmap, like if you're given a map, these are what, with the, with the information that we're given by the producers or whatever, can Mm -hmm. we make judgments? And if you then add in previous seasons of all of these reality shows, you kind of, there starts to be a a pattern or a formula, but you're right. Like we don't know. And like, I have been completely wrong sometimes. And I think you've actually talked about it very nicely in the sense of, you know, you don't know, but this is what we see. And I always sometimes wonder if somebody like Dr. Jen sees this and what their opinion of what is edited in. Like, you know, like right now, I would love to know what she thinks. Is she like, how dare they? Or is she like, well, they they caught it. They nailed it. That's exactly how it is. And that's the other thing I was going to say, because, you know, editing is such a humongous part of a successful show. Um, 
granted you do have the crazy personalities or just the very strong personalities that you get together, you add alcohol in a mix and then there's an explosion. So that's like a producer's dream for the like Kelly, the Kelly Dodd effect. Yes. <laughs> and I missed her season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. And so, so I think we only see snippets, but I mean, again, yes, this is just what I watched from those couple minutes at that. I think it was the last lunch on the, on the third episode, just this last episode that I, where I was like, mm, I don't know if I love, um, it was just in that moment. Like she was trying to talk about something significant and I'm and like, like fascinated with Brussels sprouts yeah, and he just yes, kept eating. Yes. Yeah. Like, Can you pay attention to your wife and get off the sprouts? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm a Brussels sprouts fan, but. But you know what? It's like interesting. It makes me, and then this is when I think I'm really cracking up is that when a show like this starts really making me think about relationships, when I'm like, wow, is love like, is there internal love? Like, is there like, I start, I start asking myself real questions by like five minutes of like, wow, do we all get to a place where we're just zoning out with our significant other? And No. no, I love what you said about that. The strong foundation. I really do. Love that. And it sounds like that's what you've got now, or that's what you guys have tried to make sure you're, you know, you and your uh, significant other right now, you know, a million percent. I mean, this is something it's probably why I'm the age that I am and like didn't get married earlier. Actually, I know it is like I had very high standards over like who my partner was going to be. And if you do not believe the things that I believe this is never going to work out and I'm completely okay being single. But when I met Taryn, we're both of the same mindset that like, you know, we're both very focused on achieving our goals and our dreams. We both want a family, but we are very realistic over the fact that we're working 10 to 12 hour days. And it's not realistic to be able to have a family and be able to try to continue to create an empire. Now, I say this now, not having, you know, grown a little human in my belly. I don't know if all of this changes once I do have a baby. And I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought here I was going to be like still trying to close deals with one arm <laughs> and like breastfeeding with the other at the same time. And like, I'm a big believer of a nanny as well. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, you shouldn't have other people like raise your kids. Sorry, but I was brought up with a nanny. I turned out fine, you know, and, and I think in a, if you can afford it, of course, of course. In a realistic um, world, you know, it's it's a luxury and I get that. But sometimes you have to bring in, it takes a village really to be oh, able to. My parents raised my yeah. niece and nephew along with my sister and her husband. And they, and they love it. Like, they, thank God my parents are there. My parents moved closer to my sister just so they could do that. And it's one of the great joys of their life. But without my parents, I mean, I don't know where my sister would be sometimes. And I'm not saying she's not a great mom because she is, yeah. but it's just. It's just, that is the nature of, uh, you know, today, you know, completely. And so, and, and if you can't afford a nanny, yeah, it's having your family there. And that also works, you know, if you have the luxury of being able to have your parents there, but it is hard. And so that was one of the things that I was like, Hey, are you okay? If we ever had kids with also having a nanny, because I still want to be able to be an amazing mom, but also be kick-ass in business and continue to build, you know, my dreams and what I'm trying to build. You know, I'm guessing. So, I'm guessing he said yes. He definitely okay. Said yes. <laughs> but he's like, and he said no. So I guess I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Joe De La Rosa, you are amazing. You've done it. I mean, like, by the way, this is really. I thought this would be like a thirty-minute thing, and this went an over an hour because you really just 
you are so built for all of this stuff. And I really want to highlight everything that you do, including Style Glam Glow, which will premiere towards the end of January. I'll put that out when that's there. Um, but go subscribe to her YouTube, go follow her on Instagram. Uh, there's a lot of content on both. Uh, is there anything else that we need to be aware of that's coming? And by the way, she hates, probably hates this. On Spotify, like I said the first time, her album is there. <laughs> you, It's free of charge to listen to. And it has some bops on it. Is oh there... Is there anything else that we need to be uh, on the lookout for? No, that's it. Um, I'm getting married and we're shooting. Oh, yeah. What's March. the date? Oh, wait. March of 2022? This year. Oh, my God. Uh, so bad. It's good. We'll be covering the wedding. Uh, we'll be, we'll be, uh, by the way, well, I mean, I guess the obvious question is, will you be making a show about the wedding or will that be a part of your YouTube? Yeah, we're going to be documented on my YouTube. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, yeah. good. Um, that's amazing. Uh, so that is it. And thank you, by the way, for... I'm so glad I found out what a hoo-ha was. That's amazing. And uh, have a... <laughs> it's called a hoo-ha. A hoo-ha. Okay. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy oh, New Year. You. And hopefully we'll we'll be able to talk to you in the new year. Thank you. Jesus, well, this was so much fun. That's always fun. <laughs> Five, four... Betches.